Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> oh my God. Hello, hello. For a minute you were, this is the time difference between the two chairs. Yeah, see. He's here now, he's the here now, guys. This is my brain. A Robert Hickman. Laurel man. Here we are again. Red Raw. Red Raw. With Rob and Laura. Episode number six. Here I am, Lord. Episode number six, Lord. You know the best thing about doing this podcast. What? We can't be fired. <laughs> <laughs> we can go on as long as we want. If no one's like. listening to us, we can just be here chatting shite. I could say big hairy arsehole yeah. and nobody anything will be like, want. guys, I don't think we should say big hairy arsehole. Yeah, you can say anything. Oh my God. This is kind of a mad freedom in this, isn't, isn't it? There? Brilliant. You couldn't say nothing on the radio, remember? Nothing. Couldn't talk about drink. Nothing. You couldn't, you couldn't talk. talk about drink. You couldn't talk about riding. No. You couldn't talk about shifting. No. No, we did talk about shifting, but people, like, it felt tense, didn't it? Oh. Oh. Couldn't make that noise on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. Some of it was hard. It was. This is, this is. This is like therapy. Well, this is more true to ourselves. Yeah. Do you know what I notice now? It's coming near Christmas and I don't have to say anything on air about like, doesn't Christmas come too soon every year? All of that stuff, all yeah. All of that shit. Going on about the decorations that they're up already. Oh my God. Are we oh, decorating too much? Are yeah. we gone very American? Who cares? <laughs> but is the radio and um, social media, the fakeness that's projected out through the airwaves of everything is perfect and happy and buzzy. And it doesn't matter because when I was over in Newcastle the other week, it's the same format. Yeah. The same old buzz. And then you're looking at social media. There's massive pressure on people, isn't there? Yeah, I actually do think it's very hard. It, that's why I like doing the podcast. That's why I like being normal on Instagram because it's like, if you're sitting at home watching other people's stories thinking that's real, you're joking. And I know people have said this, but it's still the reality. Oh no, it's groundbreaking think, you know, we, when we say it. Yeah, Excuse, me. Excuse me. Excuse me. But for like, obviously, because <laughs> we're parents and we have kids. Yeah. And having that, crossover yeah. of the reality and the way people portray themselves on social media yeah. the way things come out on air what's fucking real Halloween Christmas there'll be pictures various trips to see Santa and the picture is perfect or everybody's wearing their matching pyjamas and we're all having a ball <laughs> the fucking reality is guys behind the scenes there is somebody uh, crying I can see pictures that I put up before of me and my kids in our matching pajamas, and I can feel my shoulders are up around my ear. She's too warm. She's stressed. The baby keeps eating stuff off the Christmas tree. Do you know what I mean? But nobody yeah. puts that up. I know. We I, reality. I, 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 and the different worlds within worlds, right? Even with my own friends, right? I remember me and Marion did um, kind of ambassador work for Bernardo's. 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 How do you pronounce Bern- it? I don't know. Bernardo's. Bern- 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 I can't it's say not Bernard. Bernard. He's Bernard. <laughs> Bernardo's. Okay. Right? So like for, you know, k- k- if kids and yeah, families yeah. who are struggling, yeah, yeah. lovely doing stuff like that. Then one of my very good friends, <laughs> wait for this, Laura. I'm afraid of what's coming. He, he turned around to me and he said, uh, and this so two worlds can mix up okay. as well, get mixed, entangled in together. And he goes, he said to me, F, he goes, eh, I have some uh, passes there for the kids to go to Fora. He says, do you want to go? But I knew he didn't have a lift on. Mm. I remember there one year, I, I had the use of photo any time I wanted, do you know what I mean? The wildlife park? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Could you have... Like, I'd, I, I used to, I could, I'd start at a hotel and I could go around the back and train there or I could bring the kids down. In the um, hotel or in the wildlife park? Both, both. Could you have ridden a giraffe? <laughs> no, like, as in gotten up on his back and went for his... No, but no, like, okay. So, I, like, so I had access to the place anyway, so... And I said, oh, yeah, I said, and I said to Mark, it'd be great to bring the kids down anyway. Yeah. We loaded into the car anyway and we loaded in 
my buddy, friend. his kids, and there was too many of us in the car, but feck, it drove way down anyway. You couldn't say that in the radio. I know, you couldn't say that. You couldn't say that in no. the radio. So we went up to the counter anyway, right? Yeah. To go into photo. And my buddy went up. I'm all dressed up. Yeah. Mara's dressed up. Kids are dressed up. He had his kids. For going to photo, what are you dressed up Just for? dressed up, right. like, do you know what I mean? Just So he's up at the desk, which are one, and he's pulling these passes out of his, <laughs> his pocket, right? Your one is looking over. At the number, so maybe he had four, pa- there was f- four passes or five passes, but there was six of us there. Okay. So we were short to pass the Gwyn and kind of looked at me and Marion and knew me and Marion. <laughs> I was up with three passes from Bernardo's. Oh no. To get us in. Oh no. <laughs> I the photo. And then I seen, I swear to you, I was, I was mortified. Oh my God. Mar- so you're one <laughs> First of all, you're the ambassador for them and said, you have to run a photo. <laughs> and he's getting us in on the free Bernardo. Oh. But because he was like, should they be grandly? Should we just, uh, just leave the extra one in? I was disgraced. And did you go in? Oh yeah, we went in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a ball and I got oh, free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know though, right? We, I've said this to you. I think when I realised that I was like, this fella's normal was the day that you asked me if I loved my kids, right? Yeah. You turned around to me and said, Laura, do you love your kids? <laughs> and at that moment, I was like, oh, hello, normal man. Because up until that point, I think you were kind of Rob Heffern in The Walker. Yeah. The jury was out. Yeah, Like, yeah, I like yeah. Jazz The Walker, but like. I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this fella. I think I still thought you were going to make me like, I don't know, bring dumbbells to work or something. <laughs> the only dumbbell that I brought to work was myself. At that moment, I was like, oh, I can get on board with this fella because of how much you love your kids. What kind of dad are you, do you think? Because I know what I think. I do. I, I adore the kids. Like, like, I was up in Dublin there now to do something the other day and I'd miss them. Sounds weird. I, no, <laughs> in a gig, I had to do it. A corporate, a corporate gig. Corporate. Uh, he's with, a, he's with part Maza- of the corporate machine. We were doing a step, they're doing a step challenge in January, so we were doing a load oh, of filming for that. I want to be available I know, to that's why that. I didn't want to say yeah, it. You wouldn't be interested. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> January is my month so, of sadness. Yeah. Just to warn everyone, the podcast is going to get very, very <laughs> bleak in January. Yeah, but I am... Um, I sent a picture to you on the way up to Dublin with a picture of two teddies and you were busy. You didn't get back to me for ages. And I was there. Does she think I'm fucking weird? No, like, there's two teddies in my suitcase. Got up and a picture of the teddies in bed. I'm a very busy but, woman, Rob. I'm not at the end of the phone. So why isn't she after messaging me back? She thinks I'm weird, no? Regan gave me one of her favourite teddies and Tara gave me Aww. one of her favourite teddies and I had to take a picture of them up in the hotel room with me. We've, like, had two, two gaps. Like, there was Cahill and Megan. Yeah. And then there's Tara and Regan. But even when I was competing, I had to have, the kids were always with me. Yeah. I, everything I did, they were with me and I was happier. And once I had Mar and the kids with me, I could be out in Australia for two years. It didn't bother me. But if I was away on my own, I'd get very homesick after a week. But do you not think that that's so rare? And most people <sighs> would be like, I must go. Even just see like Tyson Fury on the documentary. Like he goes away for his training camps. He's like, get away from the kids. Now, admittedly, he has about 12 million kids. Do you not see that that like, it's so obvious what your priority are? Most men aren't like that, I don't think. It could be. It's no sweeping statement. I I could come across like it being great, but it's a little bit selfish as well, because like I'd have the kids away with me and they'd have to live my life then. I can remember when we were training in Guadix, Cahill and Megan were out with me one training camp at Easter. And if I had to sleep during the day for two hours, I'd make sure that they were in bed as well. So it was oh. very military-like as well. Oh, right. So but we're very close now, <laughs> yeah, right? No, like really, really close. But what would they say? What would Colin and Megan say about that experience? Like, as in, 
are they glad that they went with you? Of course they are. Well, Cahill would be slagging me, you know, like he thinks that the girls have got it away softer. Tara and Regan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have, like, because you're not training. I don't like, but yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a, they've had a different upbringing to a certain degree, but different, but the same, but I'm really, really close to them. Like, yeah. like we're very, very close. You know, like, I'll ring me two, three, four times a day. Like, or he tried to ring me there now yesterday saying, he says, I've, I've no news. He said, I'm just ringing you, like, yeah, I, and I, because in. I couldn't answer the phone. And then I'd ring him back and try to chat to him about other stuff instead of football. Yeah. Because he's just so engrossed in it all day. And the same with Meg, like, like Meg is doing her own thing and I, de- I adore the, the two smallies. I just love, yeah. I love being with them. Like, but I think for me, my parenting style with them, if you're consistent all the way, that's my watch going off. All They're the used time. to it at this stage, Rob. The they know your watch will go off and they but know you, you'll touch the table. <laughs> but you know, do you ever see parents when they become parents? And yeah. I was saying this, when you were with Freddie the other week, I was like, oh fuck, she's going to go crack nowhere for this. <laughs> she's going to be completely different. If you're normal with your kids and you can have a laugh, but your, your values are still good yeah. and you bring them up good, the consistency you're at throughout the years, some people become parents, Laura, and they put on the mammy and daddy act yeah. when they're with the kids. And then they're completely different when they're not with the kids. And I actually genuinely think that that's part of the problem. I have friends that I think they treat their kids very much like your kids. Different voices. Uh, uh, di- different voices, but also like, I must feed you. I must put you to bed. You must stick in this kind of routine or whatever. They're little people. Speaking about mommy in the third person. Oh, mommy. Mommy's going to do this for you now. I'm gone. Like fucking mommy. Or calling Shane daddy. Do you say mum or mum? About my mum. Mum. I'm mum as well. Mum is, we're not English. My my sister, and she'll be listening to this now, she moved. Like we're a working class family. She's a devoted listener of the podcast. She she moved to Carrig Line like during the Celtic Tiger years where everyone had money. And our kids call her mummy. Like mummy. Oh no. Like Randa, you spent most of your years in talker girl. But what, what I mean? Randa, come on girl. <laughs> and you were devoted listener of the podcast. Mummy. Sort it out. Mummy. <laughs> what do Tara and Regan call Marion? Mam. Yeah, ma'am. I'm mammy still I think. Yeah, mam or mammy. Like. I sometimes say mommy, which is a bit American. Mommy. Yeah, but oh, just, yeah. yeah. I or Alfie's American. <laughs> but... I think you have to remember they're little people. And from day one, Polly was a little human being yeah. with her own thoughts. If you are, if you kind of go, obviously you don't want to be there. You're, you're not there to be their friend. You no. do have to guide them and everything. Of course, yeah. But like, I could have the same crack with Polly that I'd have with you. Do yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Or we could have a right good bitch. And yeah. I know that's terrible. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't be giving her bitching skills so early on. But would you but teach her amazing. afterwards not to say this in public? Oh, I'm like, don't you dare groups. say what I just said there. <laughs> I'm like, when Rob comes in now, don't say that about him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh yeah. The, but that's that's my biggest gift but that's to them. Really. Teaching them how to... And I've said to them as well, I think my mam thinks that we would never ever talk about mam and dad behind mam's back. But you have to. Sure, like me and my sister does, like, would have to. I would never speak to my brother about anything, but that's because he's yeah. estranged, which is for another podcast. We okay. have to do that another time. A scathing expose of my estranged brother. But I've said to Polly, I'm like, Alfie is your ally here now. If I'm annoying you when you're older, go talk to each other about it. Because I, of course I'll annoy her. I'd say I annoy her every day. Mm. And I'm, I'm trying to instill on them that they need to be their own little unit they need to be each other's best friends 100%. and they need to be able to be like, Jesus, mom's a fucking dose now today. That's mm. very healthy, I mm. think. I had that scenario and I'm not going to say because they'll be listening as well. Cahill and Megan, when I was living in Douglas, they were down in the park when they were small and they were playing with the other kids and one of them, I'm going to say who it is, lads, but we know who it is. 
one of them said to all of the kids down the park that one of them wet the bed. Alarm making came up roaring and I fucking oh, tell you. No. They I told l- on the other one. Yeah. Oh. I lifted the person who said it. Yeah. And back to that point, they said, you have each other and you're always the look out for each other. You're never, yeah. ever put each other down in front of yeah. someone again. And they're very, very close and they got a fright. So it's back like, I'll have a laugh at them. Biggest, but sure, I'm a big baby. Like, you know, but that was, <laughs> but then when they know you can be real <laughs> serious. You, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, and I like, no. And they were kind of scared, but it's fuck it, you, you, you have to, like, you're... I think that's the one thing that would get me, because genuinely, without going into it in too much depth, because I'm always very conscious of my mum and dad, and I don't want to go into the ins and outs of it. My brother fell out with our entire family when I was in hospital having Alfie. So from the minute Alfie was born, I had this thing of, like, you have to be best friends with your sister. Mm. So I had a real... And, I like, I openly know it's from... The fact that we have a member of our family that doesn't speak to any okay. of us. For reasons best known to himself. Podcast saving? Podcast, I'd say 12. <laughs> 12. Are we there yet? January. 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 Oh, January's the miserable anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hold that I'm coming for you, <laughs> Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> From that moment, I was like, ye need Polly and Alfie. I don't care even if it's at my expense. I need ye to be best friends so they're definitely like at a point now where they can get quite rowdy with each other and I just I know that's part of development as well but I'm like no 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 everybody needs to stand up for each other like they're both in the same school I need to know that you're kind of minding each other without putting that pressure on their shoulders Mm. but I need them to be I need them to be best friends because I can see that they're looking out for each other yeah because then I like I know was I best friends with my brother when I was younger no probably not Mm. there was seven years between us Brothers and sisters kill each other though. We used to kill each other growing up. I remember I remember my sister Antia. Where um, are you in the your So Rhonda's the oldest. So she, there's nine years between me and Rhonda because my mum was married before. Yeah. And then there's me. My sister Antia is only about fifteen months younger than me. My brother Elton. Chaos. Uh, chaos and the, the names are Chaos. <laughs> chaos. And, uh, my dad's name is Robert, so I'm Robert. He's Bobby like. And then the youngest Where's Elton, sorry? Elton is born nineteen eighty two. I'm seventy eight. Oh yeah, I was Auntie going is, to say. Auntie is 79, Elton's 82 and then Lindsay. I was like, surely you, you got named after your dad. Like I thought Elton was older and that Elton John was more important than calling no, him after your dad. No. <laughs> but we used to have war. I remember locking Auntie into a wardrobe in her bedroom and went oh. down and watched Home and Away and came up and left her out. Home and Away was a cause of a lot of trouble. <laughs> we we got given out to it in the middle of Home and Away for play fighting and mum and dad banned Home and Away for a couple of months because they thought that it was because of us, because of Home and Away that we were fighting. Oh really? I once wrote, this is the height of scandal now, I wrote nipples on my sister's art box, right? <laughs> She's young, is she younger or older? She's older. I didn't know what nipples were, but I thought, I'm going to write this on her art box. There was fucking war when she found it. She was like, somebody's written nipples on my art box. That was Did the you tell her it was you? I, I was like, well, it had to be me. Like, okay. I'm sitting there covered in marker, <laughs> going nipples. <laughs> I was killed, killed for my misdemeanor. We didn't really, did we fight? Ah, uh, we did. Like, me and my sister would be very close, but she's very, very different. She's very, she's very straight laced, straight laced, very black and white. I do blind loyalty. I will be blindly loyal to you. If you told me you murdered somebody, I'd be like, that's fine, Rob, it's no problem. We're okay. The podcast is still going. Whereas she'd be like, no, you can't, I can't. I'll have to tell the guards. She's very black and white. She doesn't have, even to me, like, I would love blind loyalty from her, but she'll tell me if I'm wrong about something. And I'd be like, what are you doing me Yeah, if you're wrong. No. My mum would have been like that. No, like, like, if blind I murdered loyalty. Someone, my mum would have my back 100%. Yeah. But then I've, I've other close family members who've kind of split up and I can see the both sides. 
Whereas yeah. the other side of family members have blind loyalty to this person. Yeah. Whereas I kind of go, look, life is life. These things happen. No, I And don't. I am the devil. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Because life is life and, you know, things happen and I don't you know. have to see people's perspectives. And oh, no. I only see the perspective of the person I like the most. <laughs> and I think in general, people don't go their way to be bad. Yeah. Circumstances. No. Can, so you can't just follow somebody blindly. I think you can. You can, if they're your If they're your flesh and blood. Like, I think Yvonne should just agree with absolutely everything that no. I think. <laughs> I don't like her having her own mind. <laughs> Blind loyalty. But this, sorry, this is not about, this is, oh, sorry. Back to, to our kids. the kids. So if you had to describe yourself, like, what's your parenting style? Tremendous I'd, crack. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have mad crack at them. Yeah. I'd want them to realise that they have to work, that they can't have things easy. Like, even coaching the kids in the club at the moment. Like, like I had to, my kids were running cross country and I think cross country for life. There's so many lessons with it, Laura. It's really hard. It's it? so, so hard. The parent to me, the protective parent to me, because I know how hard cross country is and know how hard athletics is. That pain, that, that trauma that goes on in the middle of it. If you can get through it and deal with it and have a positive attitude, it can stand to you in every other way. And I had this chat with Dorval O'Rourke the other day. And uh, so my kids ran the cross country. Loyal cross- listener of the podcast, Yeah, Lo- Dorval as well is a loyal listener. But they ran the cross country in the county championships. Shamay Regan, like tried to kick about 10 times to win the race but she'd be more of a sprinter so the okay. longer distance would kill her and the last 100 metres she ended up finishing 6th unbelievable no they really really went thought she was going to die her legs went to jelly there was 120 okay. in the race now so I would run oh, from God. point to point start line encourager there get, I'd be able to cut across the field then get the 500 metres then I'd run to 800 but I would only be kind of trying to reinforce when, when I know how hard it is it's like, well, all you're doing is cheering her on. You can hear it on yeah. her Instagram, and aren't you? Dorf was saying to me that, right, that she feels that the kids should be left to their own devices. Oh, and no. I was thinking about it afterwards and I was like, no, they need to be coached when something is so hard that this is normal. You can deal with it. And when you come out the other side, be positive towards them. But it, it's real. Like, yeah. They, it's so real and traumatic for them. What do you do with your competitive side that knows Regan and Tara are good? They're young because I probably had it with Megan to a degree like when she was younger when the kids Kyle and Megan were younger and because I was doing sport myself I was probably more obsessed and Megan was yeah. like oh, like I'd have having them running with me they, they, they lived like an athlete's life and Megan at 12 years of age ran 221 for 800 metres which would have finished in her at the time fourth in the Irish under 19 championship wow. she was that good yeah then she came to 13 and she didn't want to run anymore yeah she started playing and it break your heart because I could see that she could be and she's done great you nearly have to park it because if it's not intrinsically in you to have that obsession and it is an obsession to keep on getting better you can't give that to them and even Cahill no in Newcastle he's the captain of Newcastle under 21 no still only 18 yeah you don't know is he going to have that obsession that drive to keep on getting better so you just have to be there to support them and I, I, you'd love to have them like it'd be back to you with your arts and drama if you love something and you're passionate I think you'll get on board with it as a parent and support your kids. I have to be very careful to not to be a stage mom mm. because we'll say I don't think I showed any signs. I did drama classes when I was younger, when I was like eight or ten or whatever. Wouldn't have been the lead role, was just kind of there, same as everyone else, right? So it was probably much later when I kind of emerged as somebody that was actually well capable of doing it. And I have to be careful to not be a stage mom with mine now because I know how talented Polly and Alfie are. We'll say Freddie's only small a while. I know how funny they are, how clever they are, how talented they are. And then we go to one of their shows and they're just doing the same as everyone else, Mm. which is correct. 
but in my head there's you, a part of me going but she's see, a star she's she, a star she, she needs to be more, seen she, yeah. she can do more or is she holding back or is she not flourishing enough is she not coming forward enough do the teachers know how brilliant she is I find that process is quite tricky because I don't want to be a pushy parent and I don't actually necessarily want either of them to go into a creative career necessarily they can do what they like like if they turn around to me and they say couldn't be arsed going to college want to go grape picking in Australia for a year fine mm. now I'll be going witchy but fine like <laughs> uh, but but like it, I, I do find serious, yeah you know long old flight to Australia could you do it in France this notion that you'd let the kids just figure it out themselves I struggle with that I just feel I want the kids to be able to say anything to me tell me anything I always want them to feel that they can completely open mm. up to me and that I was always there I think I can say that up till now that I was absolutely always there. But as I'm kind of starting to go towards the teenage years, even though they're a good bit off yet, like I reckon in my head, I'm just going to be like first sign of any mental health condition. I'm going to be lying on top of the two of them, just inside in their beds with them going, what's wrong with you? Tell me. No, I can't. You You have to. You can't. You can't, but I want to. I was chatting to my friend about this the other day. We were just on just random stuff. Who's your friend? Full name, please. Uh, Patrick Murphy. Patrick Murphy, friend of the show. Uh, and we were on about uh, his young fella actually ran in the county championships last week on about pairing thing again. He's only going on 15. He's county champion. He's running in the Munsters. And I said, when the crunch comes, how's he going to react? Yeah. The amount of pressure he put on himself, he ended up finishing sixth, pretended he had a hamstring injury, ice packing the hamstring, wrapped into the ambulance, all mm. of that crack. Sure, there was nothing wrong with him. It was oh. a complete... What, panic? Yeah. So, but again, it goes back to like what we were on about in our last episode, wanting so so badly to do well that it can cripple you just roll with you, it you have, to, you have to enjoy it as well so you do have to put the kids into uncomfortable situations and make them comfortable un, un, in situations normal and don't let them clam up and not talk say so how do you feel it, it's normal to feel like this it's yeah. like the radio Laura like, yeah it yeah. Like, it was when I was on the radio with you and you, you you were brilliant to me like and even starting at the radio it doesn't matter what it is if it's sport the radio I remember being on the radio and I would say something wrong and Kara would look at me across the desk her face would go stoic and I'd say what did I do what did I do what did I do yeah, what did I yeah, do wrong it's what very did I do vulnerable wrong? you know and you're so when, because you're raw and you don't know the landscape you need so you do need guidance you do need that's normal it's grand but equally then you can't that's actually a good example like I can't come in then and be like now Rob this is what you need to say and it's the you're same so with vul- kids but, but then this is where the trust comes in with anything whether it's cross country running the athletics your parenting, the messages, when they don't know, then when they do learn and they do learn that and they come out the other side and go, oh, my dad actually said this to me when I didn't understand. Yeah. And that's where massive, like Cahill rang me you now last night and we ran, they played Brushier Dortmund the other day. He says, mom was on to me and she said that I look slow. And uh, I says, yeah, he says, uh, and I should be doing this. And he goes, oh yeah, I says, just tell mom to ring all the coaches there in Newcastle and change the whole training program so you can work on your speed more. <laughs> he goes, I know, yeah, dad. He says, it actually drives me mad. Yeah. But he re- our relationship is so strong since he's a kid we can chat about anything but I won't go after him then with stuff I'm marrying obviously isn't the mammy wants to mammy him and mother him yeah so so it comes back to you have to put him into uncomfortable situations and guide him through it and if the messages are consistent the bond will become strong I 100% relate to Marion in that situation because we'll say Polly is in second class right girls are bitches it's as simple as this, yeah, right? Yeah, Little yeah. girls are bitches. Okay? <laughs> like the, the, let's not sugarcoat that. So are big girls. You le- yeah, you learn to be a bitch very early <laughs> on and you have to soften it. 
But so Polly comes home to me with stories of like stuff that happened in school that would literally make the hairs in the back of your neck stand up. Like I'm like, oh my God, my child is being bullied. I must go in and fix everything. And I go cracked. And I project to like when she's 15, being bullied in secondary school and in my head, she's suddenly having suicidal thoughts, right? And I'm inside in the bed with her going, my baby, don't let anything. I go there, Mm. right? Whereas, and so then when I'm speaking to her about it, all that panic comes mm. out in my in my parenting. Which is a normal emotion. Totally. But it ends up sounding like I'm cross with her. I'm like, don't let these bitches say that to you, Polly. And stay away from her. And don't blah, blah. And so it ends up like I'm giving out to her. Whereas I watched Shane dealing with it. Right. Because I, I knew I was too emotional. And I said, Shane, will you just talk to her about that? And I promised I wouldn't speak. And I watched him dealing with it and he literally just dealt with what had just happened. Right. As opposed to projecting 10 years down yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, you dealt with that very well, Polly. Maybe don't do that bit. Because she had gone and checked, was somebody okay? Somebody who'd been a bitch to her. Shane was like, there's no need to do that. Don't worry, blah, blah, blah. And her reaction to him was so much better than her reaction mm. to me. Because I think she felt that I was disappointed with her for letting bitch asses get to her. you're just worried about her. But I'm just also coming from a place of having dealt with bitches all my life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Very harsh called nature old bitches, but they are. They are. But they're, yeah, they are, but they aren't. Do you know, so if they are, if you, if, like my yeah. girls would come home, Jesus, like, <laughs> they could have a new story every day. Every Imagine day. Imagine if you had to feed into them. And, and it's, it's how they deal with, yeah. with what's been said. Like, I'd have this, and we've had a chat about that. If you're smart and you could just roll with stuff and make a joke out of it yeah. or be quick back, they'll realise they can't get the better of you. That's why I was never bullied because I was too much crap. You were, yeah, you were sharp. Yeah. It was like Cahill come running up to me one day. All, and this was with the boys. He was down in the green in Douglas and he was, because he was big, he'd be able to play with boys three years older than him. Yeah. And they were all calling him Tom. And he came up to me crying saying, everyone is calling me Tom. Oh. And me and Dormant McDormand, my friend from Sligo, was like... Full name. And, and again, you're fucked. Fuck if we go down and we strangled a lot of yeah. them. But it's like going, but then when you take a step back, the boys, we're boys are grand. Yeah. They're just having crack. Well, I remember. They're trying to wind you up. They're not bullying. Yeah, so it's just, not well, bullying. This yeah. is how you deal with So me and Dorma went down and we played a game of soccer with them and we started calling, if you were, Michelle passed the ball there and then Carl couldn't stop laughing at us, but we just made light of it in yeah. fun. And he was like, going, most people, they're not trying to. They're not just, out they're to, not get, to you. get you. They're just they're having n- a bit of a laugh. Yeah. They're not. They're they're in the gang with the thing. Just laugh it off. And and, and I'm not saying I was like that when I was younger. It would have been all fight or flight kind of. You know, thinking that but everyone was out to, to get me. But you have to go through that then. So yeah. like, Polly has but, to have but, all these but fights. If you're, but imagine he came up and he he said that to me, and you're gone down, and you're after fucking all of the young fellas out of it, <laughs> and you're just after throwing more fuel onto his emotions. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone's out to get me. They're not. And they're, making more of a target say, of him. They're actually grand. They're they're lovely young fellas. They're only messing. Don't don't take it to heart. I read somewhere the other day. I like to read the odd inspirational meme. Now I usually hate them, but this one was that you have to remember that it's your mam's first time in the world as well. And that that struck a chord with me, Robert, because I'm like, sure, I'm only still learning yeah. when it comes to Polly in particular because yeah, she's yeah, my yeah. eldest. So like everything that I go through with Polly is a first. Mm. And so, you know, you, I'm still only trying my best. I don't really have all the answers. Mm. I remember thinking that my mom had all the answers, but sure, she didn't either. Mm. When did you get to the point where you have all the answers? You don't do you ever, do you? Yeah, I know. The situation changes. So, back, like, But it's the same as like, I remember another day and you're back to par- coming home from a match. They were playing, Cahill was playing, they were playing the Bears. He was playing a year up. He was only about 13. Oh, he didn't do well. Like, and we were in the van afterwards, like, and I said, uh, what was the story? Why goes, 
why, did, why weren't you going for the high balls? Like you're mm. the tallest on the thing. Between the jigs and the reels anyway, he didn't want to go from in case he failed and in case he didn't. And I said, Carl, he was only 12, 13. Yeah. I says, Carl, anything you ever do in your life, boy, once you give an honest effort and you try your best to do it and if it doesn't come off, so what? Yeah. But don't ever not do something. You don't stop hitting that. I mean, I'm going to beat you across the head with your own hands. I was like, don't, um, don't ever do not something out of the fear of failure. Give it Because that's how you're going to learn. And it's yeah. the other people giving the messages around you then if they're negative or if they get caught up in the emotion of the competition, whether it's Polly on stage, mm. kids running the cross country, you can't look at the short term goals. You have to think of developing a strong person does that make sense it does and I actually think it helps them as well for a time like you know when you're in school maybe not in your case but certainly in my case I felt like school was my whole world I didn't really know that there was an outside world Mm. and I think if you get into that mentality that where you are now is it that's very damaging for like young kids' mental health, I think, right? Not to become a mental health podcast gawk, but you know what I mean? Like as a teenager, if you're having a war with somebody in your class, that's the centre of your universe. And it's real. And it's real. And it's awful. It is awful, And I can see how a teen would feel there's no way out here. Yeah, yeah, Because this is my life now. But I think if you can keep them connected back out into the long-term future... And even like I used to work a part time job during the summer or I used to go to Irish college during the summer and they reminded me that this isn't it. Like school isn't it. Like life is way longer after school. And that if you can just kind of enjoy, obviously, but not get so tunnel vision that this is your world. Your world is always going to be expanding and changing. If you can get that beckoned message across Mm. to them, then I think they'll be okay. Mm. I noticed the other day Polly came home, she had done a maths test and a spelling test. And I couldn't give a shit now about the maths, but I care deeply about the spelling, right? So she said to me, oh, I only got four out of eight in my spelling test, right? Now, my maths wouldn't be great, but I know that that's only 50%. And I thought to myself, I was like, no, no I'll, I, I won't say anything now because sure, who cares? But in my head, I was like, I care a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then I was flicking through her copy. She'd gotten 10 out of 10 in the maths. I said, Polly, I said, you got 10 out of 10 in the maths test. She was like, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, you should lead with that, love. I said, you don't have to come and confess to me, you know, about the spelling test. I'm like, you know, I've looked at the spelling test and I can see why you made the mistakes that you did. And then in my head, I was like, don't say anything else now, Laura, don't say anything else. And then I was like, now we would, we, we, it'd be good now to be getting, you know, fairly good in our spellings as well. Wouldn't yeah. it? Our spellings. Well, like Christ, she came back the next Friday with eight out of eight in her spellings. That's not Because you just, I just had to plant the, I think, you see, I don't place much emphasis on academia for the kids because they are academic. I don't have to. They are very clever. Thank God. I don't have to push it. But I think that was giving her a false sense of like, it doesn't matter. But I'm like, I I do need you to know that stuff matters. You know, as an eight year old, everything needs to matter. Yeah, yeah. Like everything needs to be fun, important. It's fun to be good at math. It's fun to be good at Mm. spelling. It's also fun to be doing drama. It's fun to be meeting your friends. But I was afraid she was getting a kind of error. It doesn't matter. And yeah, like, yeah. That's what's that, wrong that, with the that world. That could be with anything. Yeah. So that's what's wrong with the world. People going, sure, it doesn't matter anyway. The world's on fire. Fuck off. That's it's like not, people even know, with the leaving. So, and I look, I, I wasn't pushed at all in school. Um, it wasn't our thing. But even with the leaving, so, oh, sure, it doesn't matter. Like, like I'm not going to do history. When I, but it's not. It's just how you apply yourself to something. Okay, it's, it's not to be all in every yeah, thing. Yeah. But if it was pitched to me that way when I was younger, I probably wasn't mature enough to take it in anyway. It's, if it was pitched that way properly by my parent, you have to do it. It's like, but I don't have to do that. 
I don't, I, I'm not going to do nothing with maths or I'm not going to mm. do nothing with Irish. You, know, you could so fall into that trap, I think. And it's a cop-out. I think there's an awful lot of cop-outs going on now that like nothing matters because, you know, there's such bigger global issues. So why would anything small mm. matter? Like by the time I'm going to be doing my leaving cert, like Cork will be underwater, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. bollocksology that goes on. Like that's why I want my kids to, to care deeply but safely about stuff. I don't want them to care so deeply that they're traumatised or upset. <laughs> Or crazy activists. I just want them to have a nice life, Rob. Yeah. I just want them to have a nice, happy life where they get eight out of eight in their spellings. I mean, is that too much to ask? You want to develop a more a rounded person. A rounded person whose primary quest is crack. Like Yeah, you have to have a laugh. When your girls came over here a couple of weeks ago, when they left... It was Polly said to me that they were the most cracked that had ever been here, which is hilarious that Polly identified that because she was like, she was like, I was making jokes and the girls got them and were laughing. And I'm like, does that not happen with some of your other pals? But some of her other pals, she knows from when she was a baby. Yeah. So their way of playing is still kind of like, it's almost like they haven't made a connection really like I was connected with their like parents. Really- People like Yeah exactly yeah. Whereas they were having Genuine skit and but crack you, you don't realise Like because you have Polly you know And Alfie are there, at there It goes so fast Like I remember like yeah. I'd have been coaching Cahill's teams Down in Bla- Helping out with them With the fitness side Like say in Ringman Or Michaels Or Blackrock And 9 and 10 And I can remember it So well Now all of a sudden They're 18 Yeah Big men Yeah And they remember you From when You're chatting to them When you're 9 So if you treat them Good now It follows through And the next thing like you fellas done working in the bar now in Black Rock, like six foot four guys, 18 years of age. And you right? knew them when they were smallies. I remember you running around playing chase in there, and it was like yesterday. So it goes so quickly. I know, I hate that. I hate that time goes fast. Yeah, it goes so fast. I'm just fast. thinking about one or two eight year olds in Polly's class that will remember me when they're 18. <laughs> I'd say they won't want to have the chats with me. I did intervene in one. I saw one fella push Polly and Alfie onto the floor. He didn't do it twice. He didn't do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> went over and had a nice chat with him yes of course get your hands off my child like if I have to raise Alfie and Freddie this really pisses me off Uh, this boys will be boys shite right somebody said that to me recently about oh Alfie and Freddie now they'll be punching each other I'm like why will they be punching each other I'm like if I had another little girl and somebody said oh Polly and Nancy are going to be pulling each other or punching each other I'd be like what that is obscene so this girl that said it to me she's a lovely woman but she was like oh they'll be oh they'll be terrors now I said they're musical theatre babies (laughs) basically roaring that my kids are gay Uh, I'm like they're two gay boys I'm raring them to love their mammy and to love musical theatre and to bring me on shopping trips to London but I'm like I'm raising Alfie and Freddie to be good good people, kind yeah. little Shane O'Mahony's right so why the fuck is your son pushing my child onto the floor do you, you know see, what I mean a, it's an Irish culture thing as it's well it's stupid Rob. it is and I and I, I would have been guilty of growing up in it like I can remember going out to Balafian Park when I was a young fella and I was small and I remember having like, three scraps in a day like yeah you know scrapping. And you're trying to start scrapping like and then you're growing up and you're, you have to be tough and you're small, you have to be tougher. And, you know, and then underneath it, you're afraid. Yeah. But you, externally, then you're, he's tough or he's hard and you could be terrified. <sighs> terrified. A lot of things going through life when you're younger. Like, but, but that's I, all right when you're talking like the 80s, really. But I think now we need to not perpetuate it. So geez, people know, are Laura, Like you see kids there like in town and the fight, especially in mm. Ireland. And I don't see it as much abroad. I, yeah. I, it's fierce, aggressive, like, and it's bad and it annoys me. You know? Like Alfie is not somebody who's going to be in a fight, 
but he has a steely little soul. Like, and he's like, Shane asked Alfie the other day, what's his favourite thing about himself? And Alfie said, I always get my own way in the end, which is very, like, you know, but he's also like a determined little person. But like, if somebody threw a punch at him, I wouldn't be responsible for my actions. But but he doesn't have it in him. Yeah, yeah. He said said it wouldn't be wired that way. No. So I'm like, can we please rewire our boys a bit? Like, obviously the girls as well, even me saying that all girls are bitches, like, they're not there. But but like, I know, I know too many girls too long. But like, as in, boys will be boys shit really gets me. And now having two boys. I think if, I'm just it, like, if you're bringing up kids to be respectful yeah. and nice. Not soft. It doesn't mean you're soft. But like, boys will, will be boys that. is why we have Russia. Like, boys will be boys is why we have fucking wars. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And Russia is very like that. And like, like, Russians don't smile because it's a sign of weakness. Exactly. More Eurovision, less Russia. I That's liked, what I say. I like, but I like that mentality then what? when it's sport well when you when it's sport well, like, oh you know that's I mean? interesting like but, that, that's be, but that's safe because it's in the confines of sport in, uh, yeah once like you throw can, a dick in a GA match fine yeah like, but when it's in the confines of sport <laughs> but fine? then when you come and I had this in Spain like like Ireland it becomes all encompassing like like you'd see fellas there walking to a GA match and you swear they're going into an MMA ring yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. calm down boy you're just sitting down imagine if I walked into the opera house like that yeah and I are you I'm going in now to sit down and watch the panda yeah, yeah, with a big yeah, face yeah. on me. Hard. You're literally just watching <laughs> but, uh, a really but hard panda watcher. They, they do their sport, then afterwards they can be very social. Yeah. Very no and sense that there's going to be a fight or aggro. And, and social between, like if they were two fighting teams, would they be mixing, would the sporters be mixing? Well, in athletics, definitely they're so, the Spanish are so crafty. They train so hard. But then afterwards, no matter, you're, you go for a meal, like you go yeah, for, yeah. like even, like the culture in Ireland, like putting drink bands and GA players and stuff like that. Like why, no. have <sighs> grown men, lads. You're grown men. You're yeah. grown rounded, man. I do my sport. It's a part of my day. I want to be the best of it. I want to, like, while I do that, I would drown you, like. Yeah. But then when you're, when it's done. You could just, you know, if you want to have a glass of wine with your dinner or just, you have yeah, to presume exactly. that they're not going to go on the piss for three days. Exactly. You know what I mean? Are, did another walker ever try and give you a dig? <laughs> but, but back to that, right? No, Growing up, they? And then I did tried they? to give a walker a dig a Ooh. couple of days. I raced the European Juniors. Uh, imagine coming raw from Cork now. Red raw. Red raw. I was at the European Juniors over in Ljubljana and uh, Andre Hone, so a German So I didn't go to anywhere normal. All your places are mental. The, I've never heard of... Where is Ljubljana? Ljubljana is the capital of uh, Slovenia. Is it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so he elbowed me, Laura, right? Who did? A German guy in the race, but it was way big. And I was, fuck, I got an awful fright. Like, But then the counteraction to that was the next time we raced, I was like going, this is going to fucking happen to me again. I'm going to puck the head off somebody. <laughs> so I, I've, I'm in the World Cup in Mezidan in France. Again, again. not a real place. Um, Go on. It's like a geography lesson. Yeah. And uh, my first senior race internationally, and I, I, ended, I was 78 that day. And on the start line, the video, I have the video at home, on the start line, my fist is in the air, thumping someone <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> Mad stuff. So that's 99. But sorry, had the person done anything? No, he was like, there'd be just the insecurity to prove that I wasn't afraid someone was getting a puck. And then, but why didn't you but just it ended up back the German fella that elbowed you Oh, that was, you don't worry, the, oh, I got okay. him eventually. Like, not with a puck, but, but it's down to education. Like, like, went to the Olympics then in Sydney and I watched back and the thing, <laughs> one of the Belarusian athletes were coming around the bend and he got it as well. And he had words at me and I told him, I said, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, and 
but watch him. What do you it mean was, he got it? Did you give him a date? Oh, yeah, he got like, not a poke in the head, but yeah, it was yeah, like, yes. you know, <laughs> because we hit off each other coming around the bend and he was moting at me, I mowed it back during the race. But the amount of adrenaline lost, I ended up drifting back the field. Oh. So stupid insecurities when you get older then. Sure, you'd never engage in any of that. But I you're would so suggest solid. that some of that is because of the boys will be boys mentality. That yeah, you no, had to silly. show that you were the big man so you're giving some lad a dig silly on the bench. stuff. And, and it was the same like, and then obviously grew out of it when it, when you go back to coaching, Robert Karchinowski started coaching me and exposed me to a, a whole new world and it was nearly rewiring my whole brain. Yeah. And like when you, like this stupid, hard man throwing pucks and stuff, you do your job and you go and you perform and you focus on what you need to do. And it, a lot of it comes from insecurity. And when, to prove that you're not afraid, I'm going to give a fella a puck. When was the last time you gave someone a puck? <laughs> ah, Jesus. Uh, as in a, in, a, in... In any situation. In any Two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I remember fighting a fella down. I was, geez, I was doing sports injuries. Yeah. To up in Friars Walk. When? You know, scrapping Friars Walk. We're scrapping each other. I was 21, I'd say. Oh, that's ages Yeah, 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 over 20 years. Have you, de- you haven't given someone a dig in 20 years? No, but if you, had to, if you had to resort to hitting someone, there's something wrong with you. Oh, yeah. I'd love to give someone a dig just once. Would you? Yeah, just once get out of my system. I don't, I've never digged anyone. I think, no. Why are I, I, I've had a few instances out in the road when I'm training. It gets fierce heated and there'd be words like a fella tried to ram me off the road one time. I don't know that we speak about this. But you feel terrible after it when you have to resort down to yeah. them emotions of wanting to scrap or getting mo- it's it's not, it's not nice. Like. Well, I've gotten mouthy with plenty of people and it does definitely always take more from my day than yeah. it does from theirs. I'm, I'm, it's not you nice. You feel all it's right bad. for the rest of the day. Yeah. Even if you were right, you feel all I, right. I left your place last week, right? I'm driving driving down I went over to John Buckley Sports to get a a pair of Nike runners and Nike aren't in Ireland Sorry now I'm convinced that you go into John Buckley Sports just to say hi to people (laughs) that when you're at a bit of a low wave or you're looking like as in you were on a high from doing the podcast you're like I need more they have a a picture of me and John Buckley Sports and my runners he goes in to visit (laughs) there's a great spot look they're sung and we were chatting lovely guys went in and, and I know them years they d- didn't have their owners anyway, so uh, I had to drive down, you know, down the keys, yeah. come up over By to the, the end of Chandlery, yeah. and the guy stopped at the lights. I beeped the horn to move him on, like, like not aggressively. Finger straight up in the back of the car, and I was fucking livid now. <laughs> drove up next to the car anyway, and you see a fellow ahead in him. He elbowed the window. There was just that you point. You drove up next to the car? No, well, he was in the other lane, but okay. we were next to you. I was like going, am I going to fuck the rest of my day now? And yeah. even though I'm right, and we... And I just ignore it. It still annoyed me driving down the keys. Yeah. It was still, but the finger didn't come down. It stayed up. Stayed up the whole stayed time. Stayed up. Maybe and they have like, a finger condition. But it's one of my. <laughs> <laughs> Their finger's always up as an awful flick. I'm sorry. I'm only waving at you. But you, do you know what? And I was like going, you shove that finger up again with me. I'm going to shove it up your hole. And you're out the car and you're scrapping on Shandon, on Shandon you Bridge. You couldn't say that in the radio. <laughs> but like, all of that stuff does go on. Yeah. But then to kind of mature say, Leave it off. Do you think you could have taken him though? When you're right, well, you you'd think, have a goal. Like. You think you're an Alsatian anyway, <laughs> don't you? You think you could take an anyway. No, but the thing is, like, I'd be wired that way when I was young, but it, it just leaves a bad feeling, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know what? You do still have that scrappy side of you. I remember the day that somebody <laughs> robbed my car, robbed stuff out of my car. 
Oh yeah. And I came into Red FM and I said somebody's out to rob my car. I never forget your chin going. You were like, who was it? As if I know, like I'm like, I don't know, Rob. But your little your little feisty chin went like I'm gonna go out and kill somebody. Uh, yeah, you but still you, have that you, in you, which I but it was, but it's controlled. It's, it's wrong. It was wrong. But I had that I, I had a friend of mine when you go back to Alfie, good kid now. Yeah. I'm one of the guys who race walked with me when I was young, Colin Griffin. He's a he's just done his PhD. Full name. Santry Sports Injuries. Sports Injuries Clinic. Really good guy. And you could see by the look of him, there's no, you know, he could be bullied. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a good kid. Yeah, yeah. And he was waiting for me in the, by the bus garage in Cork. And I was, he was coming down to train with me for the weekend. And a guy came up and I asked him for a, a fag. And he was with the hand up over the mouth. Colin speaks with his hand over his mouth. Um, I don't smoke. And he tried to pull his bag then. Colin's pulling his bag back. And your man gave him a poke. And Colin is a big man now. He's yeah. six foot two. So I came and collected Colin and he had a mark in his face. Oh God! And uh, swapped you, boy. Uh, fucking a fella came over there and he asked me for a cigarette and I said no and he gave me he punched me in the face. I said where the fuck is he? Come on! And I had a baseball bat in the back of my car just that <laughs> that and we went looking for him. And I says and if I if we can't do him, I goes I'll ring my two brother in laws. We're going to get him. <laughs> and did you find him? We didn't find him. No. But Colin was like, oh, what's going on here? He was, but it was so, Laura was so wrong. It's, it's wrong. awful. You know, oh, I was, the last, I, 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 we talked about that. I was scrapping in Dawn Square. But what age were you then? 22, 23. But I was wrong. Again, your man, your man I, we, I won the county seniors that day, right? So okay. we're out with the club that night. We were we in Reds, came out. This. We did, did we not speak no, about it? No, I don't think so. So we're in Reds. We come out of Reds. Great form. Great form. No having a laugh. Went to the chipper. And uh, outside the chipper, the lads are in the chipper from the club. All athletes, no good lads. This fella came along and sh- shouldered me, like, like hit me with a shoulder. And it was, he wasn't a scumbag, no, like he was bigger than me. Yeah. And I went over to him and he goes, Mirabai, relax. And he bopped me straight into the nose. Oh my God. And my nose, but, like, pump and bleeding. Instantly, I goes, fuck it. I, like, I did nothing wrong here. I can't show you away from this, no, because I, I was wronged. And I said to the lads, lads, I just got a, a po- I got a, a thump there, I says, I'm going after your man. So they came out, we went down to Dawn Square anyway, right? So imagine oh, I'm only about eight and a half, nine stone at this yeah. stage when he's competing. Standing in the middle of Dawn Square. With your jukes up. Jukes were up. <laughs> your man, so your man pulled off his belt. Christ. And he was a go. he was bigger than me now, like, he looked like, he looked like nearly a posh rugby boy, but okay. he was a big boy. Okay. Pulled his belt off, Laura, and started swinging the belt and whipping the belt at me. Oh my God. So he's there standing like this and he's like, right. Sorry, just you're standing with your jukes up. It's hilarious. <laughs> and you, you, it's like the Matrix assessing the situation. If I stay out here, I could be getting fucking whipped into the head with the belt one night. But if I get in on your man here, worst case scenario, I'll get one whip into the head with the belt and we'll go at it. I'm wronged here. I did nothing wrong. Okay. Lo and behold, went in, cracked me across the head with the belt and cut me in the forehead. Oh. All the lads from the club. So we went in and we went, we, we went, what, blow, fisty cuff. Fisty cuff. Pucking each other, right? So I'd have probably thrown three pucks to his two, but his two hurt me now. Okay. Like I could feel my head shaking with each puck, like, because he was, you know, when a fella's bigger. But none of us got the better of each other. We didn't, like, uh, so how did and it was broke up. And I was livid. I said to the boys, this is wrong. I says, I was wrong. They didn't do anything. And I went back to my apartment. I was so angry, like, and then. Um, did you storm off I with your walk? Off. I stormed off. <laughs> the the walk up. I was, <laughs> but I was freaked. I was like, oh, why did this happen, like? So went back to the apartment. That was Sunday night, Monday night. Then Tuesday, we were back in the club training. The stories then with the lads. This comes back to the culture now of yeah. boys will be boys. The stories went around the club then. Gudhefo got into a fight with a fella in Dawn Square and poked the head off him. Like, that didn't happen. It made me out to be 
cooler than you were. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, no, this is fucking all wrong. You're all lying. Like, yeah. like one, none of you backed up for me. Not that I, you know, and two, and it made a great story out of it. Why made me look great, up? like. Did they stand and just watch? just stood, like, but not that I'd want them fellas to jump in, but your man was wrong. Why wouldn't you want fellas to jump in? I'd want nah, an I, army to jump in. Nah, I like to draw a crowd around me. Probably wanting somebody else who would probably be, come over and give him a good thump, like, to teach him a lesson. Somebody would, if only you'd had a belt. But but even looking back and it, no, if something like that happened again, I'd probably end up in the same situation. I'm just thinking, I'm like, none of this seems like a different version of yourself. But like, what are you meant to do? You're meant to leave somebody walk all over you? But you, 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 I do try to, you're better off avoiding stuff. But if and I think gave, the more confident you are in yourself, you'll avoid these situations. If somebody gave you a dig now, though, you, you would fight them back. But you'd have to, like, but, you, yeah. you, but then you're like, well, why would you get into a situation if where somebody's going me, to give you a dig, Laura? Like? If somebody gave me a dig, I think I'd just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, I think you'd fight out of the, uh, the insecurity. Are you afraid? And to prove you're not afraid, then you'll fight. <laughs> I don't think I'd fight I think I'd run <laughs> be the first time ever she'd be like Samuel Sullivan going off down the road <laughs> how do we get to this I don't know but it's the ridiculous. bottom line is we're two great parents <laughs> 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 goodbye good luck Red Raw, Red Raw with Rob and Laura